Rage Cast, we bring you gigantism, ferocity, bloodthirsty savagery. Yes, we're going to mention some popular games journalism headlines, but seriously, our subject is Monster Hunter World, and my special guest is musical artisan and harmonic polymath Russell Gordon, a.k.a. the Iron Mage, who actually composed a lot of the original music featured on this show in the past. Sharpen your favorite gun lance because you're in for a monstrous podcast. But before that, I have a few things to announce and update you on. I'd like to mention that you should definitely keep an eye out for March 10th, that is Mario Day, since we're putting together a special collaboration, the Super Mario Multiverse, which spans the globe with over 100 writers involved. Also, for those of you into shorter reads and information on mythology, literature, etymology, and history, we've kicked off a new series at thewellreadmage.com called Magepedia. In it, we explore the backgrounds of the names of our favorite characters in video games, and it's got an interactive archive now, so check that out. Speaking of archives, our main archive on the Wellred Mage has been completely revamped thanks to the Posts Table Pro plugin. So now, it's easier than ever to navigate the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of articles on our site, sifting through them by category and or tag. But it's not just about the well-read mage. Of course, there are bazillions of talented writers out there in the world, and one such site is bringing them together this year. That's Normal Happenings and the Characters That Define Us collab. I myself am part of it, but it's a year-long event featuring over 50 writers talking about video game characters and how they reflect these wordsmiths' personalities. Check that out. As always, there's links for all this in the description of this podcast. Help us keep this show at its best. Create new content and podcasts and reach for the stars, pushing our vision ever onward for a brighter gaming community by visiting patreon.com forward slash thewellreadmage. Hey, there's rewards in it too for you. Ooh, hang on, one final announcement. You folks remember Gamerhead's podcast, don't you? Well, of course you do. Well, guess what? One of the creators of Gamerhead's podcast is creating a new show called The Dialogue Tree. That's going to be coming out very soon. We're going to be doing a big announcement for that, sort of like a, a grand opening. So keep an eye out for that very soon. I'll leave it up to Dialogue Tree's host to say more about it, but stay tuned till after the end of this episode to listen to a special promo clip. Now, are you ready? Got your whetstones and gear all checked? Got your feline buddy next to you? All right, here we go. Welcome, listeners to Jurassic, I mean, MageCast. How's it going? Good to see you. Nice to know you. Today on this episode of MageCast, we have a musician, not just any musician, a magical musician, the Iron Mage, a.k.a. Russell Gordon. How are you today? Hello, I am great. How are you? Doing good. You know what? Uh, I just remembered. (laughs) It's kind of odd to just remember this now. (laughs) But uh, you were the source of a lot of the themes that we used early on in this show, a lot of the musical themes. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. So you're like a part of the DNA of this show. It's heritage. (laughs) (laughs) And this is your first time appearing on it. This is like episode 41. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome to finally have you. It's awesome to do this... uh, 
this subject for this episode. We kind of been uh, talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm, still, but yeah, um, you're still playing uh, this game, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I, uh, just a couple of days ago, pretty much, I just finished uh, Iceborne, which you have to play. Uh, <laughs> I must needs play Iceborne. You have to, or yeah. something I, might happen. Oh no. Zora Magdaros just like blows through my wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. Just a giant <laughs> volcano dragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that we get kind of a more idea of an idea of who you are. Um so you're you're playing Monster Hunter World Iceborne yeah. right now. Is is that what you're maining? Are you playing anything else on the side? Are you one of those people that can juggle games? I'm not one of those people who can juggle juggle games. Um I'm pretty much just playing Iceborne right now. It's nice. kind of just been taking up all of my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's one uh, of those y- games. You know, it's like a MMO light, but it's still like an yeah. MMO, you know? Ugh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then anything that you're working on, any side projects, um, um, musical stuff? At the moment, not too much. I, I'm just currently just looking for something to do. So I guess it's just uh, if anyone is looking for... Uh, a musician for anything, if you're making a game or you've got your own podcast or something you need a theme song for, just let me know. Yeah, and what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to link to uh, Russell's work on his SoundCloud in the description. Now, I highly recommend that you go and check it out because this this is not like your grandpa's chiptune work. <laughs> this is <laughs> this is like legit stuff. Like there's some things in there where I was like, is this Baroque? And rock and chiptune at the oh, same dude. time. Yeah, so Thanks, it's, man. It's, some, it's some cool stuff. Oh, definitely. That's really nice of you. Actually, let me play a couple of these clips here. Uh, this first one was post-atmosphere, was one of the themes that you let us use early on in the show, and really appreciate that. This is wonderful. Listen to this. Another theme that we used was Celadon. Uh, I really liked that one because it sort of reminded me of like a classic high adventure JRPG kind of sound. highlight the rock aspect of Russell's musical work. Let me play Clock Down. It's rather short. I'm just going to play it in its entirety, but this is fantastic.
Uh, this last one here I want to play, Wandering Souls, is one that you've let us use for certain trailers and promotional material that we put together for MageCast, and I really just love this track. As music goes, what are some of like your musical inspirations? Oh man, uh, <laughs> to put you on that's the spot, a, that's a huge one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I take a lot of uh, inspiration, I guess, from like the early chiptune guys, like on the Nintendo, mm-hmm. on the GameCube, or GameCube, Game Boy, um, like you know, Nobu Uematsu. Oh yeah. Um, hmm. the Beethoven of video game music. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um. Chrono Trigger is a great soundtrack. Oh, I swooned a little bit right there yeah. when you said that. <laughs> uh, that's another game, actually, I'm playing. Um, it's kind of on hold since Monster Hunter came out, but that's that might be my next game. Is that your billionth or your billionth and one playthrough? That is my zeroth, my first. No, really? Yeah. I, I've, I don't know. I've tried to play it before, but uh-huh. just life gets in the way, and then I just don't. I just drop it, and then it's one of those games that you have to just start from the beginning and just play through, I feel. Yeah. You know, like most JRPGs. Yeah, I get. I feel that. Yeah. Uh, well, more power to you. If you, if you can get through that game, that's a, that's a lovely experience. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it would be. Yeah, of course I would say that. So <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, – well, let's get into the game that we're going to talk about. This is episode sure. 41, Monsters, Inc., we're talking about Monster Hunter World, developed by Capcom, released in 2018 for the PS4, Xbox One, and later Windows. Uh, this game is two years old now? I know. I was like, what? <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Two years just went like that. Yeah, what happened? A couple of mage facts here about this game. This is Capcom's best-selling title ever. Fourteen. Crazy. That is crazy. 14 million copies shipped between January and October. Why is that so crazy, Russell? Because, I mean, I could, yeah. I mean, Why? look at their other games, like Resident Evil, Street Fighter, like huge games. And Monster Hunter has always been this, you know, to me, just this niche, niche game. Yeah that no one plays yeah. and suddenly it's it's the flagship capcom title it's like what yeah that's crazy, crazy. i mean this is the company that gave us mega man mm-hmm. like uh, what, like they've Forgot been about them <laughs> yeah no uh, i mean he's kind of forgettable now yeah but, uh they've been around for like decades and all of a sudden to have this one title that's not even the first in a new ip it's mm-hmm. like you know, a franchise that hasn't done too well in the West. Uh, another factoid here was uh, Monster Hunter series hadn't experienced much success in the West before. And then all of a sudden they drop World and it explodes. Mm-hmm. 
This is Capcom's second best-selling series behind Resident Evil. That's yep. crazy. Uh, the series is known, though, for its inaccessibility, its complex <laughs> controls and systems. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a quote here from Captain Friggin, who said, Play it? Yes. Play it well? Not so much. I still have fun, not even through the main story, but it's still pretty fun. Okay. <laughs> so we'll kind of pull some thoughts out on the, on that as we go along. Uh, world is famous for possessing a living ecosystem, quote unquote, in which creatures interact with each other and player choices affect their surroundings. The game welcomes back several returning monsters from previous games in the series. If you've played those, uh, mage fact here, I made a Scully character and my friend made a Mulder and that's the best MMO experience you could ever have. What? <laughs> what are those things? <laughs> that's uh, that's X Files, dude. Did you ever watch X Files? Oh no. Oh man, I need to get you on Chrono Trigger, and I need to get you on X Files. <laughs> yeah, those are the okay. uh, those are the two main characters from X Files, and uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun uh, with those. Um, final fact here, surprisingly. No animals were harmed in the making of this video game. I will talk about that. Are you sure? In a little bit. I'm pretty sure. Like, no. 99.99999999% sure. So, <laughs> some first impressions, though. Let's pull some of that out of you. Um, okay. Is this your first time playing Monster Hunter? No, actually. My first time was Try on the Wii. Oh, really? Me too. Yes, yeah. That's awesome. Have you played any others before this one? I have played all of them. <laughs> no, really? Except, yeah, except for like the like the weird spin-off ones that never got released here, but I've I've pretty much played all of them. Oh, uh, okay. released here in the West. So not like Monster Hunter Generations X Triple Y 6Z number 7 Pi. Like all those weird, <laughs> you no. know, like the naming conventions are like super strange for like. I know it. it yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I played. I pretty, pretty much every single one. Uh, did you play them like in order? I mean, like, did you play the first one when it released over here? No, try was my first. Okay, um, and then I went back and played one and two. Okay, uh, and then four generations and world. In that okay. order. <laughs> I bought the uh, the Generations one that came out for Switch. Bought it off of a good friend, Trashlevania. Yeah. Um, have you played that nice. one? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great game. Man, see, I want to get into it, but <laughs> I well, don't want to do pick herbs for like 100 hours again. <laughs> do you have a, a new 3DS? Uh, I do not, and I can't That's do... That's maybe your problem. I can't do mobile gaming right there. I, or oh, not mobile okay. gaming. I can't do handheld. Yeah, because the th the thing is the uh, the new 3ds has like an additional analog stick, right? So that um, allows you to control the, the the camera. But if you have the old 3ds, you have to do this weird claw motion with oh. your hand to properly control the camera while you're moving. Oh. Um. At least that was my problem with it. No, that sounds painful. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> my hands cramp. Uh, if I play handhelds, so <laughs> I I can't I could not yeah. play something like Monster oh, man, Hunter that on a handheld. Yeah, it's just it's just the way life is sometimes. So so what about you? What was your first? So my first was uh, Monster Hunter Try on on Wii. 
Um, I Sweet. walked into a GameStop. Oh, I, I got a Wii um, off a friend. It was not at launch. Um, it was you know, out for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Bought it off him for like 100 bucks and like a handful of games. And I was like, what is there to play on this thing? Uh, <laughs> you know, you can play the Nintendo uh, IPs and like, you know, you kind of buy a Nintendo system to play those games. Sure. Um, but I had been playing them for a while. I was like, what else is on here? So I went into a GameStop. For you international audience members, that's a video game vendor. Uh, <laughs> and I asked the cashier if he had any recommendations for like long games on the Wii. And he looked at me over his specs and he said in a hushed voice, not unlike a butterfly's whisper, have you played Monster Hunter Try? I think he said try or tree. I don't know. Can't remember. Tree? <laughs> tree and Monster Hunter Tree. And uh, uh, so he, he was like, dude, you like hunt dinosaurs and like make friggin' armor from like their bodies. I was like, that sounds like pretty fun. Yeah. So, so I bought it and I was like blown away. I was like, you can fight underwater like sea monsters in this game. Uh, it was great. I loved, oh. I loved try a lot. Yeah. So much nostalgia for that game. Yeah. It's, I cried the day that they shut down the online <laughs> servers. Do were you, were you playing actively at that time? Oh no, no. Uh, yeah. So did when, you, when was that? You know, uh, pfft. yeah. Nuts. If I knew what year oh, that like is 2013 or something like that. So monster hunter try or tree. Came out in uh, 2009 in Japan, 2010 in okay. North America, and uh, PAL regions. And it looks like they shut down Monster Hunter Tri Wii servers in April of 2013. Um, which, yeah, I was playing it actively. Huh. Did you ever get on the online servers for Tri? Oh, yeah, that was my jam, dude. Dude. I, okay, we're <laughs> going to talk about Jen Moran a little later, but uh, oh. dude, Jen Moran. Yeah, that that was I want to say that's probably like one of my favorite boss battles in all of video game history. Like Thank you. Like holy it's crap. So amazing. So epic. Yeah. Uh well we're gonna talk about Jen Moran later because I definitely that's like <laughs> yeah. an answer. So what what drew you to try? Did you pick it up on recommendation? Did Honestly, like... I don't remember. Uh I was in first year of high school. Damn, that was a long time ago. Yeah, and I had no friends in the summer of first year of high school. So I just, like, got this game. I don't even know how I found this game, but I, I got it anyways. And over the course of that summer, I put in about 300 hours into wow. it. Wow, yes. And, yeah, yeah, such a great game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I loved that there's both the online experience but then it also had a single player experience. Yeah. And um you know, it being 2010, I don't think I had the best internet at the time. And then, you know, sometimes the servers are down for maintenance and stuff like that. But you could you could fairly seamlessly move from playing online to playing single player and advance in in both arenas quite well. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I I just thought it was brilliant. It's definitely an underrated um, Wii title. There are very few Absolutely. people who mention it on the Wii, and and it also looks great. Oh, it looks spectacular! 
Dude, I was like, this is a, why is this not on PlayStation? Like, this yeah. is just on the Wii. Are you kidding yeah, it's me? Such, it was a weird decision for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure the reason that it looks so good is, I say I spent 300 hours over that summer or whatever, but maybe 250 of those hours were in the loading screens. Yeah. <laughs> that game had loading screens. Yeah, it did, huh? And uh, when you're going through the world, you kind of move from area to area. You uh-huh. had to sit through some loading screens, yeah. Uh, I think I wrote a book uh, just on the loading screen time when I was playing. It, <laughs> uh, it was called Why You Should Play Monster Hunt. I don't know. Forget it. That joke was going to work. Put that one out. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the visual beauty, I do remember the first time that I took it home, plugged it in, and saw the uh, opening cutscene that plays um, around the title screen. Uh, mm-hmm. Where you see the the you're you're looking up underwater and it's just gorgeous and this like oh. elegant music plays yeah, and then the all of a sudden it's like hey guess what dinosaurs and it's like hey guess what more dinosaurs and then it's like hey guess what dragons yeah. and you're like oh <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, and uh, yeah and I didn't look back ever since it's such a simple uh, such a simple primal pleasure Monster uh-huh. Hunter so let's simple but super complex yeah that's true let's let's talk about that complexity a little bit Mm -hmm. how to describe monster hunter how would you russell describe monster hunter to somebody who has no idea what it is i mean beyond the descriptive title the title tells you like the entire premise like you just you hunt monsters how i would describe monster hunter i don't know it's 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 just it's an action rpg about hunting monsters it's got this just great core gameplay loop of constantly preparing for a hunt getting into a squad of people online and then just hunting this monster and it's it's about um keeping an eye out for the tells of this monster whether it's it's been weakened or um you know what attacks are going to come up next um it, it just does that really well and to me if you're a fan of dark souls you will definitely like Monster Hunter, in my opinion. Hmm. To me, they, they both kind of share the same kind of DNA, um, at least combat-wise, and a lot of the the complexity within the um, like the s- systems and stats and all that. They they kind of share that same RPG style. Hmm. Uh, one thing dawned on me at a certain point that I was like. Monster Hunter is kind of a boss rush game. Yeah. Uh, it's basically like, well, most hunts. Uh, mm-hmm. Certainly like the hunts that you remember. Nobody freaking remembers like going call like these little fish that live in like the swamp because you're like, this is boring. But, really? I love those parts. <laughs> I mean, uh, they could be relaxing. There's that. Yeah. But uh, I, buy, I bought Monster Hunter to hunt monsters and true, not like true. pick herbs and like. <laughs> mine and stuff like that as cool as those things are yeah. um but uh the 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 main drive of the gameplay though is i think yeah these really complex um diverse uh boss fights that yes. play out across different regions yeah every single boss fight is different um every single monster is different uh, they each have their own like very unique look, very unique mechanic to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and even fighting the same monster twice, you'll never have the same 
battle twice. Mm. Things always go differently depending on your team and just where, which zone you're in. Just it, it's just constantly feeds you new things. It's it's great. Yeah, as the series developed, it seemed like they definitely um, poured more into the AI of mm-hmm. the monsters and their behavior. Yeah. Um, so it's more than just okay, they're limping back to their cave. Now let's go catch them. Um, but you definitely have to be clued into all kinds of things. And something that really struck me with Monster Hunter World um, right from the beginning of the game is you get to see two gigantic monsters like fighting each other. Oh, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be a thing. <laughs> and sure enough, uh, sometimes you'll be on a hunt and then a second monster will appear and just interfere. And yep. it'll either attack you or it'll attack your hunt. Um, and it can create all kinds of insanely complex situations that force you to think on your feet. And if you're unprepared, sucks for you. For sure. That's what it's all about. It's prepare, uh, preparation. Absolutely. Yeah. Going into a, going into a quest and um, preparing a meal with the right, you know, um, skills and bringing the right tools with you and bringing the right armor with the right stats and everything. Um, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Now I'm sure anybody who has played this game for a length of time has been that guy who's gone on a hunt or that girl who's gone on a hunt, uh, um, and forgot their potions at home. (laughs) Done that a couple of times. It's the most embarrassing online, you know, when you're just like, darn it. Now I got to take all like the cheapy potions from the, the group box and then you blow through those real quick cause you suck. And then you're just that guy that loses. So, and there's a, there's a system in place for those that don't know. Um, if you're playing with a group and you're fighting one monster, I think your team gets three kills and then it's, it's game over. Yeah. The hunt ends, um, or three deaths rather. So it's terrible if you're the one person who dies three times in a row and lets the yeah. entire team down. I've been that guy. Yeah. Everybody's been that guy. Oh, <laughs> that's girl. so pain. That girl. Yeah, that's super painful. Here. Um, so here's here's a statement. A couple of statements actually. This first one is from C uh, who said, "I played it and liked it, but it didn't hold my interest. I'll be honest. The only reason I tried it was because of the crossover with Final Fantasy XIV, which I missed. <laughs> I didn't play. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I that, uh, that was a crazy fight. What's that? That's a crazy fight with uh, what's his name? Is behemoth? it the behemoth? Yeah. Yeah, he has a crazy AOE attack. Um, and he, like as the fight goes on, these rocks kind of spawn on the map, and so as he's charging up this AOE attack, you have to find the rocks and hide behind them. Otherwise, it's pretty much a one-hit KO. Wow. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's insane. That's true. Was it meteor? Meteor. Yeah. That's yeah. It. That he's charging up. Cool. That's cool. I yeah, I when I bought this, um I did not have PS Plus. I don't have PS Plus now. Yeah. I'm a person who's usually just I don't get subscription service anything. Um because I don't like just tossing my money out, but unless I'm going to play something specifically. So for mm-hmm. this game when I bought it, I was like I'm going to play it for a month and then that's it. Um, okay. So and I did. I played it for that whole month, enjoyed the heck out of it, and then when it was done, it was done. Did but, you beat it? Uh, I beat the single player storyline where you fight Zeno. Zeno Jiva, yeah. Zeno Jiva. That's the end of the story, right? Um, 
I can't remember. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Sort of. That's yeah. like the low rank story, and then it goes on a little bit further. Yeah, I think I got halfway through high rank. Okay. Um, and then I was like, I, I can't do this. So. What? Um. Well, mostly, <laughs> mostly is because my friends didn't want to play with me. Uh, <laughs> it was so sad. No. Um. Yeah. We would we would meet up and we wouldn't meet up and it wasn't it wasn't that they wanted to pl- didn't want to play with me. It's that you know uh, having friends in your thirties is like impossible. So yeah, uh, everybody's got schedules and stuff like that so um hmm. playing solo though is kind of a little rough it um, is sometimes you meet up with people who are like ace and then sometimes you meet up with people who want to be that guy that dies three times on it in a hunt in like two minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i missed out on like Mega Man is one of my favorite series in existence and mm-hmm. i missed out on the Mega Man. Uh, crossover where you could get the feline Mega Man suit that was all 8-bit and stuff like that. Uh-huh. That was cute. It was adorable. When I saw it, I was like, <laughs> I need this so bad. And they had, like, yeah. Mega Man music in the game. But, yeah, I uh, I didn't do that. So I think mm-hmm. that came just a little bit after um, my subscription ran out. So, um, But uh-huh. anyway, I'm glad that people enjoyed those things and i saw my uh my brother got the the mega man thing i was like that's so cool yeah <laughs> it's pretty amazing the um yeah the ps plus thing is why i moved on to the pc version ah i i, I just have no other reason to have a ps plus membership yeah so i can't justify it just for one game yeah that's kind of thing um, i mean if there are people who i will like my brother for instance and then i've got a i've got a um a great friend who um well, actually two great friends I think who are on PS Plus and they they t- take advantage of the free games that you get mm-hmm. they buy a lot of PlayStation games so they get the discounts and all that stuff and that's great if you're using it for that I just couldn't I couldn't keep it just to play this this one yeah. game so you, yeah I say that that I can't justify PS Plus for one game but I did buy a PS4 hundred percent because of the release of Monster Hunter. Oh, (laughs) well, there you go. Yeah. That's funny. Um, So what's it like playing on PC? You've played the PS4 version. You play the PC. Is there any any meaningful difference between the two beyond the subscription? It it looks a bit better. um, Okay. Plays a bit bit smoother. And mods are nice. Mods. Other than that, it means pretty much the exact same. Uh, mods Mods always make me envious of not playing on PC. (laughs) (laughs) there's like things that modders do i'm like really like you play the whole game with everybody naked like of course who wouldn't want to play oh yeah i know that's (laughs) ideal (laughs) hashtag sarcasm um here's a statement (laughs) from viaticum games uh yeah don't be a dumb dumb like me and do some research before buying it's not too great as a single player game more of an mmo feel that said, it isn't horrible so far. So hmm. I think that this was a lot of people's first Monster Hunter game. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, a lot of people didn't really know what to expect. When it first launched, there were a lot of people playing this game. Um, yeah. And then it kind of petered out over over time. But what do, you, what do you think about that? Do you have some some thoughts on people... Maybe, do you think it was predominantly people's first Monster Hunter? 
Oh, definitely. I mean, it, it had like, what, 14 million sales. So I'm sure millions of people played this thing for the first time because um, it, it just simply looks better and now it's on a console. So that's what I feel got it um, the higher sales. Hmm. Um, in terms of being great as a single player game, I don't know. I think most other Monster Hunter games... Actually, World is the first game that had the single and and multiplayer not be divided. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, because in previous Monster Hunter games, the single player was completely separate from the multiplayer. Almost like, like it quests. had a separate story, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and to me, that was kind of what, what uh, drew me in was the single player aspect um and kind of learning to be self-sufficient as a hunter because what ends up happening with um with multiplayer is that if you go into a quest with say a group of three other hunters there's a chance of you being just carried by them and so you don't really learn um the actual mechanics of the game you're kind of just you know throwing stuff at a monster and hoping things stick yeah, you're like the support guy automatically. You're like, I have yeah. a hammer, <laughs> but I got to be the support guy because you guys are too fast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely been there. Um, I, I'm i a person who gets a little intimidated playing MMO-style games. Um, mm-hmm, same here. Yeah, a game that I'm playing is probably a common experience, I think, um, that people have until you get really good at a game, which obviously takes time. Um, but I'm playing Final Fantasy 14 right now, and mm. that's totally me. I'm the new guy trying to figure out how this game works. A tutorial will, like a five-page tutorial will pop up the first time I start a raid. I'm like, wait, wait, uh, stop. <laughs> I need to read this. Pause. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so uh, the last uh, dungeon that I ran through, one of my first dungeons ever, I was carried the whole time. I was like, I'm trying mm. to keep up, but you guys have obviously done this before. So yeah. it just, it happens, you know, um, everybody's been there at some point. Yeah. You're going to suck when you first start playing for sure. Yeah. Oh, this game for Especially sure. This game. Yeah. has <laughs> a pretty steep learning curve, but I like that world, um, starts you off slow. It's not mm-hmm. like, Hey, go and kill this like six headed Hydra that can like spit <laughs> lasers at you. Um, it's like, Hey, you know, go and pick some flowers, go explore, go establish like a base camp, um, and all these things and kind of get to know this new world. Uh, it's called monster hunter world because, uh, your character is sailing off to this, uh, this newly discovered world. So Mm. it's new for the character. It's new for people. Yeah. The games do a really good job at wrapping up the difficulty. So you're not starting off with this massive monster. So there is that. There is that. Yeah. But that's an apt observation, I think, um, an astute observation, rather, to make that mm, uh, I this is a game in the Monster Hunter series that combines uh, the single player and the multiplayer experience. So you can go off and do single player, but I just kind of found that uh, to be a lot more of a drag in this game to try and do things on your own than in like try I could do a lot of things on my own absolutely but yeah I think this one's scaled in such a way that it appreciates uh, team hunts uh, more so than single hunts yep for sure here's a question from Srick360 
Srick. Srick, I have a question. Which aspects of the game make it enjoyable to you? Me personally, I just can't get into Monster Hunter and games of similar type. This is something I empathize with because I, I I knew a lot of friends, a lot of friends. I knew so many friends. I'm in my 30s. I don't have friends. I knew some <laughs> people who, <laughs> um, when Monster Hunter World came out, they're like, "No, nah, I just can't get into that. I can't." Uh, yeah. So I, I see I see the point there. Um, this is not a game for everyone. You know, they've they've made action games that like were way more for everyone than monster hunter world. Mm -hmm. Um, but for you, which aspects of the game make it enjoyable to you? Like what drew you and kept you with monster hunter world? See, that's the thing with interesting. Um, that's, that's what's interesting about monster hunter rather, um, is that it got me into things that I wouldn't normally like, I guess like I, I've just over the years of gaming, I just developed this character for myself that, I like these types of games and these types of games only. So if I were to try to, if someone were to try to sell this game to me on paper, I probably wouldn't like it. But with Monster Hunter, it's, you know, I wouldn't think that I'd be into games that are really light on story or games that are really grind heavy or games that have online co-op or games that are very slow and methodical. But Monster Hunter managed to get me into that. So... And what are what are some of your favorite games of all time? Just so we, we know, like the context of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Souls, mm, any of the Dragon Quest games, The Witcher, stuff like that. I, I just like big RPGs. Yeah, and so like a conversation that I had with somebody once um, was: Is Monster Hunter World an RPG? I mean, I definitely think it is. Mm -hmm. um, but when you think of an RPG, you don't really think of the way that Monster Hunter is set up. Well, the main thing is, uh, in most RPGs, you're developing your character, right? You're developing your character's class and skills and everything. Mm -hmm. But in Monster Hunter, it's all, all of your stats and skills are in your armor, which comes from your monster hunts themselves. And the game just completely generates that loop of... You know, getting better armor and then going out to a hunt to try and get even better armor. And that just continually just keeps cycling over and over again. Mm. Is there an... I, I mean, I want to say there is, but I'm kind of struggling to think of one. Is there an RPG before Monster Hunter, other than the Monster Hunter series of games, where your character develops through gear acquisition and not, like, say, experience points or or upgrading stats? That's a really good question. Hmm. See, I want to say Vagrant Story, oh, yeah? but I don't think that's the okay. case in Vagrant Story. It's been it's been a cool minute since I've played it. Yeah. I think that had level no, ups in it. No, I can't think of anything. Well, hmm. If you're listening and that's something that you're like, I know, I know, let us know. <laughs> I mean, we don't know everything, obviously. We know quite a bit. Between the two of us, what do you think, <laughs> Russell? We probably know, like, what? 20% of all world knowledge. That's not too yeah. bad. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not too bad for two guys on a podcast on the 41st episode. But uh, for me to answer the question, which aspects of the game make it enjoyable to you? Definitely the loop. You talking about mm -hmm. the, the loop. I, I like to call it the golden loop. That's when the game gives you just enough challenge to kind of fight for, a reward and then the reward mm -hmm. 
unlocks a new challenge and you have to fight for another reward in this case that's the challenge is the hunt the reward is the gear and you just keep doing this back and forth trade-off this endless loop of gear hunt gear hunt gear hunt and yeah. there's there are few feel feelings as sick as to coin the 90s as when you you get a, a fresh piece of you know shoulder blade or bone or armor or horn or fang or something you take it back and you're like dude i can unlock like the friggin like rathalos suit now or yeah. something like that uh, the the new was it basil basil juice yeah suit. bagel bagel juice bagel juice i think it was basil juice basil juice yeah there's some funky names in here but yeah that feeling <laughs> of i just unlocked this whole new region of armor and weaponry yeah. that I didn't have access to before. And then you want to go try it out. You want to try it out on something that's going to give you a challenge. And guess what? That challenge is going to be a challenge. Fighting a new monster for the first time is always tough because you don't have a lot of that information on their behavior. Mm -hmm. But then getting that another new piece of armor is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the armor and weapons in these games are absurd and amazing <laughs> absurd and amazing so let's do, let's yeah. let's dive into the absurd and amazing right now <laughs> um and talk a little bit about the the weapons and the and the gear and then we'll get into the monsters here um mm -hmm. so for weapons there are a surprising number of weapon types in this game uh if you were to say to somebody oh it's a game that you hunt monsters your mind would probably come up with like images of like swords, spears, bows, arrows, that, yeah. that sort of thing. But there's long swords, like katana type swords that are like ridiculously long. There's dual blades. There's light bow guns, heavy bow guns. There's a charge blade, great swords, a switch axe. Ladies and gentlemen, a switch axe. That's an axe <laughs> that switches. That switches. But it switches between a sword form and an axe form, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, a great sword and an axe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is pretty rocking, but uh, yep. not at all realistic. Uh, there's a lance. You want to talk about like not realistic? There's a gun lance. Heck yeah! <laughs> what is the gun lance? Why don't you explain the beauty that is the gun lance? It's literally a lance that comes attached with a shield. And you can shoot things at the same time as you <laughs> stab them. <laughs> Which I was so blown away by. Um, yeah. These were not in try. Gun lance was not in try. Pretty sure. The thing is, no, it wasn't. Yeah. The thing is, why would you use a lance over a gun lance? I don't know. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, so I used lances in try. I did not use mm. lances at all in world. No, same here. There's no reason to. I mean, you could have a lance or you could have a lance and a gun simultaneously. <laughs> yeah, just objectively better in every way. <laughs> and some of the things that you could do, like, so gun lance, right? You're, you, um, I, is there, I think it's slower than a regular lance. I don't know. Um, I guess so. And so you would stab into the monster with your lance, and then you can discharge, like, you know, it's like revolver of giant bullets and you could load mm -hmm. up the bullets with like different kind of uh different kinds of ammunition and stuff like such a bizarre and crazy 
yeah. thing. I, I love it. Yeah, amazing. Uh, there's a bow, and again, it's kind of like, why would you use a bow when you can have like a gun and a lance? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> but bow is there. Uh, hammer. <laughs> you just what? picture like a guy with like just a regular like carpenter's hammer. But no, we're talking like about like these... a judge's mallet. Yeah, these these things are like humongous. I'm there's yeah. hammers that are like that's got to be like 800 pounds of just like solid stone. Um, so as it kind of this is kind of pulling this out and something that I want to mention is there is a level of like cartoonish humor I think to Monster Hunter. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I want to say I I enjoy. One of the things that draws me to the series is it's it's perfect blend of like absurdity and like like this charming comedy style and cartoony cartoony anime style um but with that kind of immerse immersion and realism um that you'd expect from like i don't know like actual hunting (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's really it's interesting here's like a question have you ever actually been on a hunt in real life no, I've not. Have you? No, I, well, I have, um, and it's not at all like Monster Hunter, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, when I was a kid, my uncle took me hunting. Uh, in Hawaii, there's an invasive species of boar. Um, yeah, that uh, are bad for the environment and something. I was like eight or something like that. So he gives me this speech. I'm just like, yeah, but when can we go hunt the monster? So mm-hmm. um, we go out there. He had hunting dogs. Dogs basically hold, go and like c- encounter the boar, and then you try you try and catch up. The dogs hold the boar down so you can, um, you know, do your thing. And did your uncle use a gun lance? He did not have a gun lance. So real hunting in Hawaii is wet, sweaty, mosquitoy, and muddy. Uh, and it smells like crap everywhere in the, for- oh, okay. in the rainforest because there's tons of animals that crap everywhere in the rainforest. So, uh, but That's we did cool, catch a pig, uh, a boar, um, and we made some boar jerky out of it. Did you make some armor from it? We did not. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah, we did not make some armor from it. We didn't use a gun lance. Uh, <laughs> it was very, it was very primitive as far as as far as hunting goes. Uh, we didn't even have an insect glave. Speak now. Speak you okay. Going to hunt. Is this the first Monster Hunter game that had insect glaive? I believe Generations introduced it. Okay, uh, which that's the one that I only picked up recently. But when I first yeah. got into this, and I was like, "What the heck is insect glaive?" <laughs> Can you explain to the listeners, Russell, what is the insect glaive? I still don't really know. I don't think really anyone knows what insect glaive is. Oh no! It's kind of one of those mysteries of the universe. Okay, so I used one for a little bit. It seems to be like some kind of like gymnast pole with like mm-hmm. a spear on it, uh, combined with like a pet beetle. That's almost like Ooh. like a buckler that you would have on your forearm, uh, and you could like throw the beetle out, and it'll like tag monsters for various purposes. Okay. Uh, and then a lot of the insect glaive is like aerial maneuvers. So like you can yeah. launch yourself in the air. The goal is to try and like get onto the monster's back or tail. 
um, or head, depending on how big the monster is. Um, and you can actually ride the monsters in this game and attack them from their back. Yep. So the, the whole point of the insect glaive is to kind of do that. Honestly, I don't even remember what the whole like insect part of insect glaive is. Like it, it, it could have just got away with glaive, but they had to be insane and put like yeah. a, a giant pet insect as part. Yeah, of Yeah, I think this. it deals like elemental damage of some sort. That makes sense. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what it was. And then next you have like you know bread and butter sword and shield, <laughs> so it's like you could do like insect glaive, or a switch axe or a gun lance, or you could use like a sword and shield. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then maybe if you, if you use sword of... and shield, you're uh, you're a serial killer. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's got to be who would something. You, who who is that? Yeah, I don't know who who uses sword and shield. Yeah. Uh, especially when you okay yes yeah sword and shield you could wield dual blades. Why yeah. why use a sword and shield? Uh, oh, because they want to block. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, and then there's hunting horn now, which I never used once. Have you ever used the hunting horn? No, I really want to though. Well, you've been I, playing I this game it. for a long time. You've never used hunting horn. No, yeah. I, I'm I'm a weapon monogamist. Ooh. Okay. So I've only really used one. So uh, this will answer this question. Duct tape plays asked. Ooh, what's your favorite weapon? Mine is the insect glaive. Honorable mentions to hammer and switch axe, though. So mm. what is your monogamous nice. uh, weapon relationship? Um, I am happily married to the hammer. Oh, you're a hammer bro. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer is great in this game. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, for sure. Especially if you're going to single player it. Um. Yeah. I feel like the hammer most benefits from... Uh, co-op play oh really yeah, in what way because so i kind of got like the like when i was doing single player i was like i just want to get this like done and battles can kind of drag on so i was like i was going to use the strongest <laughs> weapon possible so like why right. what's like the co-op benefits of hammer well because the hammer's so slow it's it's kind of hard to um it's kind of you, you you rely on other players to draw aggro, right? So then you can actually get your hits in, oh. uh, especially with like the faster monsters. That makes total sense. Uh, that keep running around. It's like it's kind of hard to even hit them at all with the hammer. <laughs> yeah, you have to like put it away and then like whip it out when you're like standing. Yeah, it. yeah. It could be uh, it could be a little rough. That's interesting. I want to play this game again right now. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Get Iceborne. Oh man, on PC though. Well, it's on it's on PS4. Yeah, but then I can't play with you. Or is there crossplay? There's not crossplay, but I have it on PS4 too. Oh. <laughs> Do it. Well, um, <laughs> there's no way I could play two MMOs at the same time. Like, I would probably yeah. die. That would just kill me. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> You're like nobody can do that. I'm I'm quite sure. Yeah. Um. So I put out a question on Twitter. What's everybody's favorite? weapon of choice and so there are a couple people that named several and i kind of just uh you know read the tweet and pick out what i thought they were saying was their ultimate favorite you know there are some people that can't pick any favorite at all um mm -hmm. but what do you think out of, i mean you can see the numbers right here but what would you have guessed uh would have been like the most favorite weapon if you were to pull twitter this seems pretty accurate, actually. Oh, really? I I would I would favor yeah I would think hammer's probably up there because it's one of the most simple, um, and hunting horn because it's the most goofy and like 
helpful. <laughs> uh, every hunt I've been on with a hunting horn has been amazing because they just help so much. <laughs> That's amazing. Everyone loves hunting horns in, in the monster hunter community. <laughs> so we so we got uh hammer and hunting horn were named the the most frequently. Then yep, yep. uh insect glaive and bow, then switch axe and charge blade, and then dual blades, uh lighter heavy bow gun and great sword. So no love for the gun lance. No, yeah. I think That's... I I tried using Gunlance, but I think it was just too complex. I couldn't remember huh. the the button combinations in the heat of a hunt. Like if there's like a like a winged T Rex that's about to like blow fire on you, I cannot remember like button combinations. I just couldn't. Right. Couldn't do it. Yeah. So wait. So what's your what's your weapon? So it was bow actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. I uh, that was the one that I used most in world. Um, typically. Typically a bit later, like I would start off with a great sword on a new character, great sword or hammer, um, oh, cool. just for the, the the extra killing power to get done real fast. And then uh, once it started getting technical and things like that, then I would switch to a bow. I enjoyed right. kind of pecking at dinosaurs from a distance and having extra um, like mobility and things like that. Shooting a monster out of the sky with a bow. Is like one of the oh, best things. That looks so much fun. Yeah, um, but bow can bow can be really fun. It's very agile. Um, you can do a lot of interesting things with uh, status ailments and things like that. But um, mm -hmm. great sword is predominantly what I used in try. Um, okay. And I love that it can do quite a bit of damage. I love that it can chop off tails for the extra harvest. Um, sure. And I loved that it could block just in case like Legiacris was about to like roll into you and you're like, well, I can't dodge this cause I got a, yeah. I got a great sword and at least you could block it, you know? So cool. Yeah. But hunting horn is the one that I absolutely did not guess was going to be hmm. uh, one of the top named weapons. Uh, I recall people using hunting horn, but, I just thought it was so wacky that nobody used it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, I don't know. I it's one one of those it's probably going to be the next weapon if I do if I do get a divorce with a hammer, I would <laughs> you know, uh rebound on the hunting horn. There you go. Uh yeah. what is charge blade? I forgot to ask about that. Um I I've I've never oh, used it. Because you're like I'm I'm married, <laughs> dude. I my <laughs> yeah, man. I I don't look at at other women. <laughs> I mean, I probably should have looked it up, but I was just like, oh, Russell, no. <laughs> but you're yeah, you're you're married. Okay, so the charge blade is actually kind of like a switch axe. It switches between a sword and an axe. It's kind of a lighter like a sword and thing, shield right? and an axe. Yeah. Oh, it says it morphs between a sword shield combo. Or yeah. an axe. And then I think it had the ability to unleash uh, charges. That's why it's called a charge axe, right? Which would be like bursts of elemental damage or status okay. ailments. Cool. Yeah. I remember my brother using that one and just like going up to a bear off and like sticking it up inside of it and just, uh, and just do like tons of water damage or something like that. It's like a sweet. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, that's the great thing about Monster Hunter is, 
Like, if you don't like one weapon, try out the other 13. Like, and every single one plays so differently. Like, they it, it's kind of like a fighting game in a way, in a way, because there's combos and stuff. Like, there aren't like quarter circle movements and stuff, but it, there's combos and and like you have to really like know the ins and outs of your weapon in order to use it properly. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Even with hammer, there's some little tricks yeah. and and movements and things like that. Even though it's a mm. simpler weapon by far, um, yep. like hammer was simple enough to where like I was like I could pick it up and hit things with it. Uh, yep. As like my caveman brain would do, but every time I picked up like uh, I think I tried the charge blade a couple times. Same thing with gun lance. Every time I tried those out, like my frontal lobe just shut down. I was like, I cannot <laughs> figure this out. Yeah. So favorite armor sets. Um, you could get pretty much like a unique armor set from every monster. Um, yep. Some unique armor pieces and armor sets, even from like simpler enemies that aren't even like big hunts you get like butterfly armor i was like that's super cool yep (laughs) (laughs) but what were some of your favorite pieces of armor um my main armor before iceborne was nergigante nergigante yeah nergigante (laughs) um it just like just looks so cool yeah there's some really cool looking armor pieces. what about you um so my character when I was playing this was the well-read mage. That was my main. I had the mm-hmm. Scully character as well. Um, my problem with a lot of games like these is I just like making characters. So I must have started yeah. this game like 17 or 18 times. <laughs> uh, only to just delete the character and be like, ah, oh, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyways. That's fun. <laughs> it's probably contributed to me not getting very far in the high ranks because I'm like, you know what? I got to make like Luca or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway, I really love the brigade armor uh, because it looks like a red mage. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Got a feather in his cap and everything. Yeah, there's so many cool armor. Yeah. Looking at a list here, the death stench was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Looked like a reaper. Um, Bone armor was one that early on early on you get this like this bone armor just from like harvesting bones and stuff and it's yeah. cool that in this game there was like alpha or beta versions of early armors that you could use later in the game um yeah but it's still like i mean why would you wear bone armor when you could have like <laughs> dragon armor that's like way better in yeah. almost every fashion i just thought the bone armor looked super cool yeah with iceborne they released uh layered armor so you could put, uh, it's like transmog from like other MMOs. Like you could put, um, like any other armor piece over your actual armor that you're wearing. So you get the benefits of, of the good armor, but you can look like the other, whatever armor you want to look like. Dude. Oh my yeah. gosh. They did, So they did something like that in uh final fantasy 14, like a glamor system. Glamour, okay. uh, and I was like, oh my, that was the first time I ever heard of anything like that. And I was like, this somebody Heck. somewhere was thinking about the player. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you put on like a, an end game armor and you're like, that looks kind of dumb. I wish I could. I know. Use and then like you're kind of just, everyone just looks the same. Yeah. You know, in that, in that area of the game. Yeah. So I think that's definitely good. I think there was another one. Uh, Rathalos armor is pretty iconic looking. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there was even like uh, Ryu from Street Fighter armor set in this game. Mm-hmm. There was Geralt and Ciri from Witcher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they did a Bayek from, I think, Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh. Well, yeah, that, that must have been all after I'd been Yeah, they did a bunch. Playing. The Xenogiva armor. Was, that looks so cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely one that I that I enjoyed using. That was a really nice piece of armor. It's I think it from a design perspective, um just having so many different armor sets that reflect kind of the the design obviously, but then the 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 feel and the the form of the monsters that they come from. So there's a sense of elegance mm-hmm. in one, there's a sense of regalness in another, there's a sense of um, just total fortification in another. They really did a, an exceptional job with the design in this game for both the monsters and the armor that it comes from. Yeah, and the fact that every every single armor set has two or more uh, like different iterations of it, like the alpha, beta, and gamma yeah. versions. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Odo yeah. Odo Garon, Odo Garon. Yeah. That was a really cool one. He looked like a ninja or like a samurai. Um, so monsters themselves. Let's talk about the monsters because that's the big draw. It's in the title, Monster Hunter. Um, this game has a lot of monsters, like a lot. So there's different regions. Um, for those that haven't played it, you kind of start off in this forested region, but then later on you go to this really like interesting. Uh, like coral region. It looks like you're underwater, but you're not. Yeah, such a cool region. Yeah, my, I blew my mind the first time I saw that. I was like, yeah. "This is just gorgeous, it's beautiful." Yeah, level of detail, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. what are some other regions? Because I'm kind of drawing a blank. There's the forest. There's the coral region. There's the wild spire race waste, which is like a desert. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, not too much. Interesting about that. It's a desert. I live in the desert, it's so desert. I hated that one. I was just like, eh, it's oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's the Elder's Recess, which is kind of like a mountainous region, and then it's got a little volcanic region. Yeah. Underneath it. The one that I re- just remembered right now, can't remember what it's called, is the one. Uh, it's kind of like a graveyard. There's just like bones and decay. Yeah, Rotten Vale. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's five. Uh, and then I'm assuming Iceborne added more. Yes. Um, so, yeah, there's a variety of monsters that are native to each area. Again, uh, you can encounter multiple monsters on the same hunt, unfortunately. Um, sometimes you can get a bonus, I think, for slaying one and before slaying your main mark. Yeah, no one does that, though. Yeah, most people are just about, you know, you're just grinding for the one. Um, yep. But uh, what are some of your favorite monsters in the in this game? And then we'll talk about least favorite after that. Uh, favorite monster is probably Dodo Gama. Dodo Gama. Okay, so that one does not ring a bell. Oh no no no! <laughs> That's in the the Elder's Recess, He's right? He's adorable. Yeah. He's got like the the chin and the tiny eyes. Yeah, and the crystal the area, right? He's, He's blue. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like a little. I don't know what he is. <laughs> He's like a freaking um, like chin salamander or something like that. <laughs> what does he do? Like what's kind so of cute. like his shtick? He like shoots bombs at you. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Looking at him right now. Yeah. He's like a tubby. He's like a fat, like <laughs> iguana with like a huge, like rocky chin. Mm-hmm. 
It says he devours love rocks his design. as his primary diet. Like a boss. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so that's funny. I, I never would have guessed that would have been your favorite. Why is he your favorite? Just because he's kind of like wacky? He's just, yeah, he's, he's got like so much personality. He's like eating crystals and, and things yeah. like Yeah. That is odd. It's such a great mm-hmm. monster design. Um, yep. My favorite, <sighs> picking a favorite is hard for me on this one because there are so many options. Um, uh, Devil Joe was one that I just hate. Let me say that up first, up front. Like you don't like his fight no, or like his I don't design. like him like as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Just what everything he stands yeah, for. Yeah, no, it's just like yeah, like if Devil Joe had like a like a political campaign, he'd just be like Devil Joe, death, <laughs> savagery, outrage, ruining yeah. people's day. Because like you'll be hunting, and then <laughs> when you hear a Devil Joe, a Devil Joe roar in the background, just like yeah. <laughs> then you're like, oh no, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> you know you're about to have a bad hunt. Yeah, because they can be yeah. well. They're like super aggressive, and they don't leave you alone. No. They they there's like they'll chase away the the actual hunt that you're supposed to be doing. And he's been there since try. Yeah, he was on try where he did the same thing on try. Yeah. I mean, I remember trying to hunt. Can't remember what it was called. That like saber tooth tiger dragon. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, barrier. It was already kind of like a technical fight. I mean, that dragon's fast. All these things, and it'd be like, oh, sweet, he's limping. And then Devil Joe comes, and Devil Joe's just like, I'm just going to follow you everywhere. And you're like, oh, please. So, yeah. That's that's when you throw poop at him. Yeah. Unless you forgot to bring poop, or you used it already. Or you used (laughs) it already, and he came back for more. Oh. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple times. (laughs) Like, he doesn't despawn. He's just like, actually, it smells pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Thanks. I want more. Yeah. Which for those listening who are like throwing poop, yeah, you have like an item where you can. It's called dung, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, fecal matter. You just like you throw it at monsters, and it it chases the monsters away, so you can kind of focus on your hunt. But yeah, yeah. Devil Joe a couple times was just like all about that that dung. So he he liked it. Um, tell you what, when I saw Black Diablos. I actually yeah. let out like a little like schoolgirl scream. <laughs> like in a good way? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why is that? So yeah, I was t- terrified of Diablos from Try. Diablos was a burrowing dragon, right? That goes underneath the sand and just comes up and does like this like high pitch like Yeah. It's terrifying. Because uh, you didn't know where he was going to – it comes up underneath of you. You're just like, well, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Diablo sucks. Yeah, and the first time I saw a Black Diablo, so I was like, well, I'm selling this game. <laughs> I'm selling <laughs> Really? No, I didn't sell it. I, I loved okay. it. I loved it. Um, okay, I got, my, I got my favorite. And this is one – okay, I'm going to name two, actually, because they're kind of even. But the first one is Kulu Yaku. Because okay. Kulu Yaku is kind of like a troll. Uh, and I just like how he's kind of like a weenie. Um, 
character monster in this game. Uh, super he, easy yeah. to beat, but he just looks like, you know, a kid that you knew in 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 high school who would try to be everybody's friend, but he just didn't have any social skills. So mm-hmm. you would hit him with giant great <laughs> you would hit him with giant great swords in Harris. I couldn't <laughs> even get that joke out without laughing. Yeah. <laughs> That's stupid. I'm sorry. Like it's yeah, poor no, it's taste great. to laugh at one's own jo- own jokes. But uh Pookie Pookie. Puke Puke. Oh yeah, Puke Puke. Yeah, it was like a winged chameleon poison breathing monster. That's <laughs> just yep. super cool. I thought he was amazing. Great design. Yeah, he- uh, you wonderful. He has a subspecies in um, in Iceborne. Uh, that's just fantastic. He he like, I don't want to spoil it, but it's just puke puke whatever. <laughs> he like he like just drinks in water and then like farts it out of his tail thing, <laughs> and it's wonder. It's just wonderful. That's amazing. It's one of those designs that is just like fantastic. Like I don't even like this monster, uh, Paulumu. Paluma, but yeah. Paluma is like this bat that can inflate itself like a puffer fish and float yep. around. Like I was like, who hit their head on a sink and thought of this monster? Because that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty yeah. wonderful. Yeah, they they're all so unique and they they each have their own personality. It's it's crazy how they did that. Yeah, absolutely. There's no like two monsters that are really alike. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, some of the like the later ones, um, I think uh, Nergigante, or as we like to yep. say here on the West Coast, Nergigante, uh, <laughs> was um, was a, a very enjoyable fight. I think that was one that I I liked playing the most, just because it was so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, Vale Hazak, or however you pronounce that, yeah. uh, sort of like this undead dragon. That one and Tiastra, I did not enjoy as much. Um, I think uh, mostly because I just died a lot. Did you fight Lunastra? Lunastra. Uh, did I? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's like the female version of Lu- of Tiastra. Okay. And there's this one event quest where you fight them both. Oh no! And they actually have a they have an attack that's like a joint attack where they're like merge together for like this huge aoe attack and it's just insta kill no it sucks yeah i could not yeah i could not <laughs> i could barely <laughs> handle like tiastra there is some yeah another interesting monster in here was uh kirin um, yeah i hate that boss yeah that's a tough one i hate the battle yeah i just as a hammer user it's just a nightmare oh my i i i i empathize with that yeah, yeah. I could not imagine trying to hit Kieran with a hammer. It's uh it's super fast, super fast. Yeah. Uh, Le- Legiana, Legiana. Yeah, Legiana. Um, ice, right? It was like an ice dragon. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was He's really annoying cool. too. There's some in here that I don't recognize. They must have been added. Um, I think this. Kulve Teroth was added later, yeah. and I never played he's, it. He's awesome. He's one of my favorites, too. What What was the deal with that one? So he is like a, like a raid quest, basically, like the first raid quest. So you, you could go on a hunt with, like I think, 16 people. Oh, wow. And it's not actually like you kill it. It's it's kind of just this this quest that you com- continually like carve from it. Okay. Um, And then you get this crazy, like 
pretty gold armor wow. from it. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I definitely did not fight that dude. Yeah, that was a bit later. Um, what are some other ones that they added later after launch then? Um, Leshen, which is a monster from Witcher. Oh, really? I want to say that's it. Uh, Zora Magdaros was kind of the the main mm-hmm. like storyline thing for a while. Um, yeah. As you're adventuring to this new world, you kind of encounter this uh, elder dragon um, that's basically just like a walking like mountain. Uh, I didn't jive with Zora Magdaros. We didn't get along too well. Um, no, in terms of his character or like the fight uh, the fight i i didn't think yeah. it was too hard i just thought it was kind of tedious compared to yeah, previous not... big elder dragon monster fights it's definitely no gen moran no well why do you think that is i think they went too big hmm that is an interesting i think statement. yeah they, i think it's it was literally just so big you couldn't see like there was no da- like real damage that you were doing to it until you actually could shoot like the ballista at it. Yeah. But what was what was interesting about the other fights, um, like the Gen Moran fight, was like actually getting onto its back and dealing proper damage. Um. And it was just tedious. There was too much like like, um, white space between attacking its nodes and then you have to run to the other spot and that would take a few minutes and yeah yeah it just wasn't wasn't the best yeah there was something off i remember it you know the build-up to that fight was tremendous and then when you actually do it i was just kind of like i i don't know i think yeah it kind of dragged a little bit yeah Um, sure but question here from uh oh no how do you say this well i'm gonna say oral oral orylan we're going to say around. Question here from Orylan. Sorry if that's not how you pronounce that. Hey guys, it's Twitter. I'm sorry if you put like all kinds of letters in your name. I can't pronounce it, but your names are awesome. I love you. Uh, he said, I'd love to hear what monsters you guys like, which we just talked about, what you'd like mm-hmm. added in future updates, and who you'd like to see return um, any thoughts on future updates? I don't in particular since I'm not playing it actively. Um, I would love to see another Legiacris. Oh, man. So did they um, never add Legiacris to this game? No. They actually confirmed that they wouldn't uh, for some technical reason. They couldn't get the model right or something. It probably – are there garbage. underwater fights? There are not. Oh, no. Okay. That's probably the big – because you you gotta fight like guy Chris underwater, um, but I don't know yeah. how different that would be for to you know kind of program like an entire system into the game or however you'd phrase that just for one monster. Yeah, just for one yeah. monster. Yeah, but uh, Legia Chris would be pretty amazing to see. I would definitely say that. Um, yeah. But besides for Legia Chris, now we can talk about Jen Moran because I think yes. world would be complete if they added Jen Moran into it. For sure. I don't know how they would work it into like the like the environment and all that with the sand. Uh, it would just have to be like Not sure. a raid that you sign up for and it's just like in a distant land or something like that. Sure, yeah. Know. But yeah, that 
I feel like that fight should definitely be like remastered yeah. in some so way. So walk us through that fight. What what especially after we talked about Zora Magdaros again, this other big elder dragon kind of being a letdown. What was so fantastic about the Jen Moran fight in your words? I mean, this is like ten years ago. <laughs> but from what I remember, he's okay, so he's this giant um like fish with tusks. He's kind of, it's like a fish but with like a pig's face. Yeah, it was like a like right? a whale seal a fish. A whale, yeah. thing. Okay, and the battle takes place in the desert on boats. <laughs> and this this giant monster that's the size of like your giant ship is swimming in the sand of the desert, which is crazy. Um and so you you like sail alongside it and you're shooting like cannons at it and like ballista and stuff like that and then eventually you like lock onto it and you can jump onto it and start smashing it for like whatever ore is on its back um that's all i remember yes yeah it's just it's it's the music and and like the scale is just so like breathtaking it was fast paced i remember that you had to hustle because if that time ran out uh, you would lose. You would lose. There was mm-hmm. a timer on that battle. Um, there was a second form of that battle where you would kind of have like a standoff with Jen Moran. So you'd get off the boats and Jen Moran would be at the other end of this field and you would just unleash your last bits of cannon and ballista at it. And then you would actually like run up to it and think like smack it on its arms and stuff like that until it died. Yeah. Um, it's it's just again it's one of those things that's like almost looney tunish in its its scale and its insanity and its cartoonishness i mean you're a tiny human being with like some silly fantasy weapon like a giant hammer that's like bigger than your car and you're yeah. just like smashing its fingers and eventually it dies from that but <laughs> it's but, yeah but I mean, it was amazing. You could blow its tusks off. You could, you know, damage its armor, um, and gather yeah. up all these things. But the best thing about the Jen Moran fight—well, there's so many best things about the Jen Moran fight. But one of the coolest things about this fight was it was an online exclusive, so you could only play it if you got on the server on the Wii. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you didn't have access to it. So once that's unfortunate. I remember my my kid brother at the time. Well, what was this 2010 again? So he was 10 years yeah. old, and I remember the day I came home from work, and he was like sitting on the couch and he looked upset and I was like, "What's wrong?" And he's like, "I got dumped," but worse. <laughs> and I was like, "What's worse than getting dumped?" He didn't say getting dumped. <laughs> I just made that up. But he's, okay. he said that uh, he said that they closed the service. And I was like, what? He's like, no more Jen Moran. I was like, that's terrible. Wow. So, yeah. yeah, seeing Jen Moran come back to life uh, would be fantastic. Yeah, losing Jen Moran was probably one of the greatest trage- tragedies of the 2010s. Yeah. I think that he was in other Monster Hunter games, though, right? Or was that the was only he? Monster Hunter he was in? I think there was like a like a related species kind of a thing species okay. species 
Um, but it wasn't the same. Oh, man. He was like a smaller version of him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's no bueno. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, Capcom, if you're listening, you need to bring Jen Moran to Monster Hunter World. You want to push another 14 million copies? This is how you do it. You slap the... I will personally buy 14 million copies if I get another Jen Moran fight. <laughs> Just spend like $50 million on the same game. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah it, if you slap a picture of this like desert whale fish walrus thing on the cover and re-release it with his Jen Moran exclusive... Like people will buy it because that fight is, like you said, it's breathtaking. It's awe-inspiring. Yeah. It's such an amazing fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that about answers who who we'd like to see return. Um. But we mentioned we kind of flirted with the uh, concept of Iceborne for a little bit, and now's the time mm-hmm. to actually kind of pick your brain on that. So Iceborne, what do you think of Iceborne? It's actually amazing. Like. It's not just some DLC that adds like just a little, a couple hours or something like that. It's like a full another game. Wow. Like, um, World took me about like 60 hours to beat, and Iceborne took me about 60 or 70 hours to beat. Wow. So it's, and it pretty much doubles the size of, or doubles the amount of monsters, as well as, you know, all the armor and everything. So it is pretty much like they just released a whole other game. Wow. And it, it's it's amazing. It's like they just upped the ante with the size of the monsters, the scale of the quest. Um, and they they also added, like, all the... Like, for every single weapon, they each have new moves now. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to think what else. I mean, that is a, um, the that's new, a huge update. Yeah. Oh, it's massive. I was not aware that it was that big. Yeah. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend it. So looking at some of the monsters here, again, this is par for the course for this series, but amazing designs. You've got this Velcana, looks like an ice elder dragon. Uh, There's like a moose type thing. Yeah, Banbaro. (laughs) Banbaro. Brute wyvern or wyvern, depending on your mood. Uh, (laughs) Banbaro looks like a moose. Um, uh, Narga- I'm trying to Nar- think what else Nargakuga Nargakuga, yeah Nargakuga. Oh, there you go It just rolled off your tongue like a pro Nargakuga <laughs> Nargakuga um, Yeah, like yeah, a They brought back monster? T-Rex What's that? Like a bat monster? Um, Sort of, yeah Yeah, it's like a cougar Oh, that's in the name There you go <laughs> They brought back Barioth from Try Barioth That's the saber-toothed tiger one, yeah it is, yeah. He's a punk. Um, yeah, he's not that much fun. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of subspecies, like the ruined Nergiganti, uh, Coral Puke Puke. There's a Shrieking Legiana. Yep. Gold Rathian. Fulgar Anjanath. Looks like it yeah. like shoots lightning now or something like that. Yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. My favorite is Glavinous. Oh, or Glavinous. Look at an acidic glavinous or glavinous yeah who knows why is yeah, it he just has this he i don't know he shoots acid at you and it uh it debuffs your defense oh what a punk oh there's coral puke puke blowing yeah. air or, or water <laughs> blowing water out of its and the sound effect too is great it's just like a farting sound effect <laughs> when he does it 
That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, wow. Viper, Toby, Kadachi. Uh, this is, yeah, I'm still scrolling and there's just monster after monster after monster. There's like yeah, a monkey si thing. Yeah. Rajang. Um, Nightmare. Safi Jiva. It's like the adult version of Xeno Jiva from the base game. Oh, wow. So is that what, is that like an end boss kind of a thing? It's actually the next raid, um, raid boss. So I want to say, I said, I want to say it's like six people, 16 people can fight it. Wow. Savvy Jiva. Yeah, there it is. That is yeah. amazing. So yeah. that's pretty cool that, um, monster hunter Capcom put out, uh, this massive game. I really want to play it now. Mm -hmm. There yeah. are a handful of episodes where after talking about the game, I'm like, you know what? I want to go play it. And <laughs> this is one of those episodes, but maybe I will. I don't know. I will let you know if I play it. Sweet. Yeah. I'd gladly play it with you. Yes. I will need somebody to hold my hand. Even if they're holding a <laughs> hammer, I will need a hammer yeah. hand holder. <laughs> hand hammer. So, um, and we've seen a couple crossovers with this crossover with Mega Man, Street Fighter, Final Fantasy. Um, I asked a crossover question uh, from the folks on Twitter um, that was inspired by Crits McCrits and Mohammed uh, F1110 or F FL10. Sorry, Twitter again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Mohammed said, My question Monster Hunter World Godzilla DLC. What do you think? And then Chris McCricks said, hear me out. What if Pokemon crossover with Monster Hunter? So <laughs> how do you feel about Godzilla and Pokemon in Monster Hunter? <laughs> well, Monster Hunter pretty much already is Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> You're just hunting down a bunch of Godzillas. Uh, that would be cool, though. That would be pretty cool. I don't know. Pokemon, I don't know how that would work. Huh. That would be something. I feel like that would that is definitely where people would jump on the whole like, um, like animal cruelty bandwagon there. Yeah. Well, if, yeah. I I think if you're making them as cute as like a Pikachu, and yeah. you're like smashing them with a hammer, hunting down a giant Gigantamax Pikachu. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. If they Gigantamaxed like one of the like the crazy legendaries or something like that, and you're looking like cut off his tail or part like the legendary birds. In there, um, from red yeah. and blue, that would be cool. Yeah, cut off Pikachu's tail and like poke out his eyes and stuff. <laughs> they, I made Pikachu armor. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a couple other cool. um suggestions from Twitter JTorto40. Um, scaled down versions of the kaiju from Pacific Rim that would definitely work. Yeah, any kaiju, really. Yeah, uh, I like this one, uh, Ret Podcast. HP Lovecraft. We already have Bloodborne, but a more methodical scientific approach to taking on eldritch monstrosities would be great. Mm. Uh, yeah, HP Lovecraft would be, I mean, yeah, imagine like a Cthulhu raid. That would be pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. um, Godzilla and Kong, Shining TUF. Uh, another one for Godzilla and, and Friends uh, from The Stone Creek. Who said Godzilla and friends would be a bit much, so I'll say Ultraman, or rather a lot of his foes. Uh, William yeah. Arthur 84, Monster Rancher. I mean, come on, it's almost perfect. <laughs> and then again, Godzilla, yeah. 
So there's a lot of folks that would like to see Godzilla, but um, I don't know. I couldn't really think of any monster in particular that I would love to see in Monster Hunter that's not like a Monster Hunter monster. But I think Lovecraft is a great suggestion. That'd be cool. It is, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Can you think of any any crossovers with other franchises that you'd like to see? Um, actually, I was thinking like Dark Souls or something like that. Yeah, because I've I've always want I've always liked when some bosses in Dark Souls allowed you to cut off the tails and stuff like that of the monsters. Yeah, that'd be pretty legit um, right there, and it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, if you, they expanded on that, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, no. Well, uh, here's a couple of final questions from Sanity Crypto, who said, as a player who did enjoy Monster Hunter, I didn't get into the epic post-story grind that many say is, quote, when the real game starts. Can you explain this to me? Uh, I asked him what age would we like him to pretend to be when we explain it to him. He said five or ten. So can you explain (laughs) explain the post-game grind? Uh, what that's about. Is that worth doing? Is it too much of a grind? Do you think it's too grindy? What What do you think? Well, I'm going to pretend uh, that you're a very mature 5 to 10-year-old. Okay. <laughs> um, so I guess a lot of people really enjoy the grind for different armor and weapons and um, decorate. That That's where the game turns into an MMO, essentially. Mm-hmm. You're just repeating the same monsters over and over again and you're get you're constantly getting rewarded um there's a lot of rng when it comes to it um especially when it comes to the decorations that each have different attributes to them mm-hmm. uh, there's no way to craft them so it's all completely chance based um and i guess people like that personally i'm also not that much of a fan the end game is usually where i fall off uh because i'm usually driven by the quests and the story. Mm. Um, so once those kind of run out and peter out, I, I fall off a little bit. Um, I still stick around maybe for like 10 or 20 hours just to get the armor that I want, but not not the biggest fan of the end game. Mm. And that kind what of explains you? why, probably, why I didn't finish the high rank um, mm-hmm. stuff. I remember being not so motivated to play at that point when you're yeah. like, Oh, well, you gotta fight, you know, a high rank Odegaran like twenty times in a row. And I was just like, yeah. there's a grind aspect that's prevalent, I think, through all of Monster Hunter, because um, a lot of the quests will be repeat monster hunts. But mm-hmm. it's definitely very grind heavy once you get to the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, you need the dr- for me. I need the drive to with the quests to actually give you a clear objective mm-hmm. instead of just basing everything on luck. Yeah. So yeah. maybe if they were to put out another monster hunter game eventually, which they obviously will. I mean, this one is way too lucrative uh, to just never make another new monster hunter game. But uh, when, yeah. so when they do not, if they do, uh, maybe a good idea will be to make a solid high rank um, storyline that's as significant as the storyline for the low rank or the, the single player if they decide to split up single player and and online play. Um, I, something that could work. That's yeah, it's a good idea for sure. 
Uh, and then here's a final set of questions. This is from JTorto40. Uh, great game to center a show around. Two questions. First, what is it about Monster Hunter World that has made it so broadly popular? Capcom's number one selling game of all time, he reminds us. Um, so mm. I think you mentioned it briefly, but just to kind of reiterate and maybe unpack a little further, extrapolate, expound. Uh, <laughs> why, why, why do you think this sold so well, especially considering like barely anybody had played it, even like heard of it? Uh, well, what made it so uh, sell so well is just because it finally released internationally. Um, at the same time as the Japanese version. Uh, so you weren't that getting it later. Th- yeah, uh, I think that definitely releasing a game in Japan first and then having the English or the Western releases come out a year or so later, it kind of just it lost a little bit of its, I don't know, charm or I don't, I don't know what the word for that is, but it just lost something. Hmm. So having everyone play, uh, everyone get the release at the same time definitely helped. Um, another thing is the fact that it released on console and PC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the game has always strived or not strive flourished on handheld consoles in Japan because in Japan, they just love handheld there. Uh, their, their population in their cities are so dense um, and they, they they ride the train and commute a lot, and that's just how they like to enjoy games there is on handhelds. Um, if I've heard this, I haven't <laughs> I haven't witnessed it firsthand, but it, I've heard that if you go on a train or you go into any library in McDonald's, it'd be hard for you to find uh, tables not be filled with kids playing Monster Hunter. Like it's it's literally like a cultural phenomenon there. Hmm. But here we just don't. We, we just don't like handhelds as much. We don't commute as much as they do. And we're all spread out so much further. So, hmm. um, so finally releasing it on consoles and PC is, is, is massive. And that was a huge, uh, great step forward. Yeah. I mean, and those that's, that's pushed by sales in the West for sure. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, they might eat it up in Japan, but once, once you put it on consoles and people in the West can, enjoy it as a big triple a i mean big triple a's definitely sell over here and uh treating this like one of the big titles of the year for the playstation yeah was just a solid decision um yeah and also not uh numbering the title there you go that's a good yeah. that's a good observation uh if you call yeah. it monster hunter five people are like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Monster Hunter World, it kind of felt like a refresh or like a, a new start for the, the franchise, too. Absolutely. Uh, and then the second part of his question here, the big question. Here we go. Uh, at what point, if ever, does guilt set in over killing so many amazing creatures over and over just to get an upgrade? Um, and I told him. <laughs> I'm, I super appreciate that he asked this question, uh, even yeah. though he thinks there's like a really obvious answer, uh, because it's one of kind of the big talking points, I think, about Monster Hunter World. And we couldn't do this in-depth podcast without mentioning it, at least at one point. Sure. Um, so just to kind of do a, a little bit of context, and then I want to, you know, 
uh, pose it to you and kind of get your thoughts on it is um, uh, when this game came out and when Iceborne was released, uh, what we saw from a lot of the games journalists and games writers, not a lot, but I think some some big outlets and Quite a number, uh, actually. a couple of things, um, were uh, f- folks talking about how um, you know it was disgusting or it was off-putting or it was revolting. Um, <laughs> all these words that Monster Hunter sort of advocates or encourages or uh, glamorizes um, what is essentially like harming animals as the core um, mechanic or the core drive, the core loop of this game. Um, yeah. And it reminds me of a bit of games journalist writing that I read for, I think it was shadow of Mordor, but honestly, to my mind, a lot of the Lord of the Rings games kind of blur together. So I can't remember yeah. exactly which one it was. Um, and I hadn't played that particular game either, but the games journalist was talking about how they were so emotionally upset over uh, enslaving orcs that they just stopped playing the game because they couldn't stop thinking about how sad the orcs were. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. Um, to me, I think it kind of borders on like, you know, virtue signaling or like, you know, trying to say like, look at how empathetic I could be. Um, yeah. But so I have thoughts on this. I collected a lot of, I decided to sort of like record a lot of these takes um, in okay. my review because I was like, I'm not letting this go. You guys like, I'm not like 10 years <laughs> from now when I'm talking about this game again. And people are like, people actually said that I'm like, yes, I have the headline clippings right here. <laughs> Like a psycho. Uh, so, but what do you think? Thoughts on all of that? Animal cruelty in Monster Hunter. Well, World. first, first of all, I th- it's absolutely just because they want to get clicks, right? I, like, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I that's just how I, I. But if they do honestly think these things, uh, why is it this game? Like, why? You know, wh- how many Monster Hunter games has there been? Yeah. Like, why is it this specific game? And I, you know, I totally get it because this is like the most quote unquote realistic and most popular too. popular, yeah. popular. Yeah. Um, game that's been released. So I, I get it that because the monsters and the, the world seem a little bit more believable that there would be a little bit of sympathy for, for these <laughs> fantasy creatures. <laughs> But, and that's uh, the way to phrase it too. Like as yeah. I was talking to somebody about this, I was like, "The point is, there are no animals in Monster Hunter." No, there's a reason it's called Monster Hunter, right? Not Animal Hunter. I mean, even if it was called Animal Hunter, these are digital, yeah. like, yeah. like things. And so, one possible response might be, um, and I was kind of talking about this with somebody a while ago too. Uh, might be well like you know why do you not emphasize empathize do you not empathize or sympathize with um like fictional beings and i was like obviously i do but there's a huge difference between feeling emotion for a character that's being developed and feeling emotion for what's essentially a boss fight cuz then the question yeah. is like well do you feel sad when you killed dragons in final fantasy 6 <laughs> Did you feel sad when you had to fight 
you know, Bahamut in whatever Final Fantasy, or yeah. you had to slay the Dragon Lord at the end of Dragon Quest One. <laughs> Probably not, but it's essentially the same thing. Uh, it's just more elaborate yeah. in Monster Hunter, and you kind of get to prolong that battle. Yeah, and and I think that is also a testament to how like they've made these creatures feel a bit more believable, a lot more believable. It certainly is, and I, I get that. Yeah. And one thing, too, that I, I wanted to say in regard to this is what I do think is valid is there are people who are more sensitive towards certain portrayals of things in entertainment than others. So, like, yeah. I have some family members who, like, just don't like portrayals of violence, even cartoonish violence. So I was playing, like, yeah. Smash Brothers, and they're over at my house, and they were just like, can we do something else? And I was like, sure. You know, that's that's your thing. That's fine. Sure. Like, you're not – but they're not going to, like, soapbox me for it, you know? Not going to yeah. be like, this is going to make you hit people with a baseball bat. Like, no, it's not <laughs> because I'm not in, uh, like, a sadistic – idiot but anyways uh so that being said with with this i understand if there's people who are like this is too much for me i don't like to think about that's fair you know like animals and and things like that because for me so and the reason why i bring that up as an as a father now um if i am watching a show that like is torturing children or like putting Mm -hmm. children through like extreme violence or or danger or peril uh i'll turn it off because I just don't want to watch it. I don't want to think about children in that sense because I have children of my own, but I'm not going to write an article about how like such and such advocates for the torturing of children. You're not going to play a game called child hunter. If you're, if you don't like hunting children. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And that's one big reason why personally on a personal level, I did not personally on a personal, I didn't like um, the last of us. There was a lot of like harm of children in that game, and I was just like, I I don't like that. Um, right. For me personally, I'm sensitive to that. But hmm. again, I'm not gonna like moralize it or like you know soapbox it. Yeah, that's the that's the distinction. Yeah. So, and every person has their limits, and they should have those. They're entitled to their individuals, so on and so forth. But some of the articles that came out were very interesting. So one that I thought was interesting was. Uh, Monster Hunter and the Conflicted Vegetarian. How do you come to terms with a game that clashes with your belief system? This comes around to the whole idea of of harming uh, creatures. Should you feel bad killing the monsters of Monster Hunter World? Uh, today's podcast, we wrestle with the moments Capcom's game made us uncomfortable. Another headline here. Monster Hunter World's worst offense might be its questionable treatment of animals. That was a big one. That was from Forbes, of all things. Wow. Yeah, that's something where, like Polygon, Kotaku, Forbes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was a hilarious one that I saved the headline for. Monster Hunter World isn't like Dark Souls, but Dark Souls might be why it's popular. <laughs> What? That's a great headline. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I'd like to read that yeah. one actually. Uh, from Wired, we all know that Wired, Wired okay. uh, has you know this sort of thing. A Monster Hunter World is another game where hunting is pure play. Your goal in Monster Hunter World is to track down and kill strange creatures 
without questioning why the without questioning why part is the part that I think is most revealing as to how much of the game this person took the time to learn. Um, yeah. Because I think right away they tell you in the game, we're establishing a colony, you know, we're hunter gatherers. Um, this is the, the burgeoning civilization. There are yeah. in, incursive species, not incursive, invasive species like these alpha mm. predators that are wrecking the um, the uh, local ecology um, or we have to call um, the overbreeding of, of these other hazardous monsters. So yeah. there is definitely a reason why the hunting is happening in this game. It's not like the game's like, hey, you hate animals, right? Why don't you go <laughs> out and just bludgeon some of them? It's yeah. a little more complex than that. Yeah, the thing is, in this story... Uh, the whole reason for hunting down Zora Magdaros, okay, is to redirect him into the ocean. Because if he doesn't, if he dies, um, like, in the New World, he will literally destroy the whole New World. Yeah. So they're literally saving this entire thing. Yeah. It, you yeah. could raise moral questions such as, like, is there more value to human life than animal life? But, sure. again... This is a, a relatively cartoonish game yeah. called Monster Hunter. Um, if if you're offended at the treatment of animals, to the extent that you're going to try to moralize it in an article, maybe you shouldn't be playing games called Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's for clicks. <laughs> it's for clicks. Hey, rage yeah. clicks are a thing. I mean, we live in yeah. we live in a, such a culture. Sadly. Um, where people read headlines. Heck, I just did. <laughs> and uh, and uh, clicks are based on hate and, and, and rage, and there's manufactured rage and, and all that sort of thing. It's a hard thing yeah. to run a website uh, of writers who are just interested in talking about these subjects in depth and not about causing controversies and, and all that sort of thing. So. The well-read mage hates animals? Yeah, the, let it be known. Uh, <laughs> but to kind of close out this section, I just wanted to quote. Um, this is going to sound super gratuitous, and I apologize. Okay, If there's like an angel listening right now, I'm sorry. But uh, I'm going to quote myself. <laughs> um, I wanted to comment. This is from my uh, review of Monster Hunter World, which I'll leave in the podcast description. I wanted to comment on the controversy surrounding the game at its release. I'm referring to the outrage pushed by some online publications, specifically that Monster Hunter World somehow encouraged or advocated for violence against animals. Bear in mind that World is about protecting a primitive tribe of primarily hunter-gatherers from predatory threats, not always native to the area, and thereby preserving the local ecosystem who ordered specific quests meted out by this community's researching leadership. So, yes, journalists, you're right. The game doesn't try to force anyone into questioning the morals of surviving by killing fantasy monsters. It's not there to sate the outraged by making someone feel bad for playing it. It's not there to put a guilt trip on people. Plenty of games writers do well enough job of that. I don't think that World is a game made by activists for activists, which seems to be what a lot of these upset folks really desire. Just because you want a game to have your message doesn't mean you're justified in criticizing a game when it doesn't. 
So no, it's not interested in scolding you for the suspicion of even thinking about real-life game-hunting abuses. While I can assure you with utmost confidence that no magical fire-breathing dinosaurs were harmed in the making of this video game, what seems most ridiculous about this complaint is that it comes from the same people who think video games do not lead to violent behavior. Either video games cause violence or they don't. There are no real animals in this game. So, ladies and gentlemen, there you go. Well said. Well said, mage. So, <laughs> so hey, uh, yeah, just go out. It's they're 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 dragons. They're monsters. Unless you feel bad for dragons, um, that's cool. That could be your thing. You know, that's fine. But uh, probably shouldn't be playing Monster Hunter then. <laughs> no. But Russell, I appreciate your time man um yeah thank you thanks a lot for being on this episode and and chatting about monsters and dragons and crazy weapons it's been a heck of a time <laughs> yeah yeah thank you so where can our listeners find you should they want to look you up and listen to some of your jams soundcloud.com slash shred russell that's s-h-r-e-d-r-u-s-s-e-l-l dash one um or on youtube uh, just look up my name russell gordon or on Twitter, I'm at uh, R-U-S underscore Gordon. Right on, right on. All right. Well, hey, you enjoy Iceborne, and uh, yeah, I maybe I'll see you one of these days. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Later. That was a beast of a podcast, and I hope you appreciated the T-Rex roar impression, because honestly, I've been working on that for years. Listeners, don't forget, you can support MageCast if you enjoy this show. Heck, help us keep it around. By leaving a review, you could do that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podchaser. Give us a couple likes or retweets. Help spread the show around by telling your friends. Look, I know it's hard. You're in your 30s. You don't have friends. Hey, you could further support the show by going to patreon.com forward slash the well-read mage. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for helping us to continue the conversation around games and about games themselves. So while this episode may be over... The legend will live on, passed down by the dwarves, the elves, and the magical fire-breathing dinosaurs. Hi, my name is Roger Reichert, host of the Dialogue Tree podcast, your source for interviews with creators within the video game industry. Join me as I interview people within the gaming industry and learn about their story and share those stories with you. New episodes were released every other Thursday on iTunes, Google Play, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us at GamerHeadsPodcast.com. That's the Dialogue Tree Podcast, now part of the Little Fella Media Podcast Network.